0: Podcast with everything paranormal. It's the 222 Paranormal Podcast, which hosts Jen and Joe. It's
1: everything, like an everything, everything. bagel. It's everything got everything
0: it's with got... sprinkles.
1: Oh, and... Joe brings the sprinkles.
0: <laughs> what is up, Jen?
1: Uh, you know, life.
0: Um, You just got back from somewhere?
1: I did, and I went to Las Vegas. Vegas. I may or may have not gone to Zach Wagon's museum. <laughs> we'll save that for a further discussion. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, no, everything's good right now. We are actually in the summertime. Um, it is in July. Yes. In July, Joan and I are <laughs> going ghost hunting. Finally, we're going to a haunted location. Yes. Woo! I mean, we were at Mansfield. Don't get me wrong, but we are going to Randolph county asylum Mm -hmm. joe and i have never been in an asylum we probably should have been put in one many many years ago probably still (laughs) should be in one but no this is um going to be exciting to uh ghost hunt with some with black swamp paranormal
0: yep awesome 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 sauce
1: yes we will bring you many many tales the thing about scary things
0: doing paranormal investigations is we need equipment
1: for sure. <laughs> and Joe and I always, we have a cute little box and we got all our things and our little foamy <laughs> foam that he cut out and put his equipment in. And it's very organized because, you know, sometimes you got to grab it pretty quickly. Grab and go. <laughs> I've always, and
0: the listeners are like, oh, here he goes again. But there he goes. You got to turn your equipment on the second you get out of your car <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> because right? you never know what's going to happen. I
1: know. It just like. It's almost like the spirits know you're there, right? And they're just like popping out at they're you. Like, hello, hello, I'm, I'm talking the, to you. I'm in the, I'm the, the parking lot, hello. <laughs> uh, no, but that, you know, that's happened in many investigations. We walk in the building and stuff's happening already. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's showtime. But, you know, having the right equipment, it's very important. Very,
0: very important to have the right equipment.
1: And we just happen to know...
0: Someone that can help us with that. that.
1: (laughs) Great lead in. Great lead in. um, Joe and I, uh, you know, we had the honor of talking with uh, Joshua Joyner from Attic Junkie, which will be coming up here soon. So stay tuned. Uh, Joe, what's going on? Anything ghosty in your world?
0: Nope. Just doing stuff around the house. Um, There was one thing. What was that? I was in the studio here. I Unpacked from going to Mansfield and I leaned my computer case up against the closet door and I heard this noise and noticed that the closet door moved and moved the moved the um, computer case out and slid down remember
1: when Caleb was here and okay so for anybody who didn't listen that show go back and listen to that show where we interviewed um, our family member about gnomes. It was the gnome show. The so we're in the studio here and Joe has these like sliding closet doors. So Joe left the room to do man business, right? And um we're sitting here and you know, my nephew is a police officer, sheriff's department. Um we're sitting here and the closet door started moving.
0: <laughs> That's and what not I heard. like I heard it moving when I was in the other room.
1: It wasn't rattling. It moved outwards like and we both looked at each other and looked at the door and it was like there was nothing inside that closet that had moved or has moved now Joe has stuff in his closet I've got a
0: lot of stuff and he's I'm cleaning got got it out
1: photography equipment <laughs> he's got um you know everything to do with his photography and band stuff and antiques and who knows what all the Triggered that, but it was all the
0: lanyards any, from the shows we've done. I know,
1: like a million, <laughs> million conferences and shows. Um, but there's nothing in there that had been moved or is in any way, shape, or form moving anything. Yeah. And that closet door literally from the bottom up started swinging out. And
0: I've heard noises coming out of there, so I'm like, okay, is there a mouse or something in there? Mm-hmm. And I've been cleaning out the closet finally. There's nothing. There's no holes in the walls where anything could go through or Mm -hmm. nothing. So who knows what it is.
1: You got some antique looking stuff in there, Joe.
0: Yeah. Look at those old books. Those books are the history of Toledo (gasps) as of, I think, they were printed in 1920,
1: I think. We need to look in there. Maybe there's something about um, Return Ward
0: in there. Oh, I didn't think of that. Oh. Yeah,
1: I okay, that. I'm calling Chris Tillman right now. Hannah Toledo, you're on the line.
0: He can have the books. I don't ever read. <laughs> I've uh, got so many books. Like, we're going to have Nick Redfern coming up on. So and I was starting to read his book on Mark The Martian. Mm-hmm. He's already on two books past that. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. Well, he
1: has 857 million books written. I'm so jealous because I'm just trying to finish my one, right? <laughs> he
0: just came out with... The Marilyn Monroe book, and he's now doing a time time travel book, and he's almost done with it. I'm like, you got to slow down. I can't read this fast.
1: He either types very fast (laughs) or he's got that speak and say. (laughs) (laughs) We will talk to him about this when we have him on the show. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. So anyways,
0: we had an opportunity to talk to Joshua from Attic Junkies Paranormal. He is an awesome dude that makes his own equipment he as you'll hear in the interview he was thrown into well he basically grew up in the paranormal Mm -hmm. but he started thinking about equipment and he's making his own and it's really good stuff i mean like i say in the interview i looked at the reviews and then he's getting really good reviews
1: that's great that's great
0: so without any ado let's get into the interview here we go
1: And joining us today from the Attic Junkie, it is Joshua Joyner. Welcome to the show, Joshua.
2: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you guys having me on.
1: Yeah, definitely. We uh, always have a great fascination and love for people who love uh, paranormal equipment as much as we do.
2: (laughs) I know. That's right.
1: That's right. So tell us a little bit about Attic Junkie. What's, What's going on in your world?
2: So Attic Junkie was born out of a accident that occurred in 2019 um friday the 13th in december
1: Ooh. wait uh, friday
2: the 13th <laughs> oh no, it, it gets better All okay. right. Uh, so i had a huge car accident some young lady pulled out in front of me oh no uh bless her heart she didn't know any better so i t-boned her and it caused severe trauma to my whole lower back had two bulging discs and I had to go through months of rehab so after you know June July I started feeling a little bit better and I thought you know to myself I'm like man it's time to find a find a job so I started looking I don't know something was pulling me towards you know uh, the Georgia and Alabama area and so I started looking around there because you know I have a little bit of family out here, and uh, I found a job and um, came out here, started working. Had another accident.
1: No, Joshua, yep. no, what happened?
2: And uh, well, we were working. We had a big old party. I was I'm gonna uh an executive chef. Um, been in the industry for almost uh 16 years now. And, um, these two past jobs that I had that had, you know, these weird coincident accidents from keeping me working were some of the best paying jobs that I ever had in my whole career. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was close to six figure salary, you know, and I was, uh, I was having a blast, you know, cause I, we worked for a huge retirement company and, um, then after that, when I came to Columbus, I started working for a really exclusive country uh, country club, but it was more of a banquet uh, country club mm-hmm. where people could come and eat and do business meetings and have private events. Well, I slipped and fall at work and s- suffered another concussion, and the doctors found a uh, a mass on my frontal temporal lobe uh, that was caused by the first accident that nobody caught. Oh, and, oh wow. Yeah, and then, and, um, you know, I, I've had, since that slip and fall, that occurred in October of this past year, and I was only employed for three months. And uh, when that happened, my employer, You know, he gave me the worker's comp and then all of a sudden he fired me. Wow. Uh, Pretty much like a week and a half later. And uh, I was like, wow. Okay. So it's time to do something else. So, you know, I had to recover. So obviously I took time off from looking for a job or anything like that. So me and my girlfriend, we started, you know, going around to places and just, dabbling around the paranormal and I've always been into it. I lived in Jacksonville, Florida, born and raised St. Augustine is one of the oldest cities in the United States. Mm -hmm. We got, you know, the lighthouse forts and all the history of the Spanish, the French influence. I mean, there's just so much history and I've had so many paranormal experiences in that city. Um, so basically I wanted some equipment. Mm-hmm. And I was looking around and I'm like, good lord, this stuff is expensive. Oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> you know, and I I was looking at the components and watching some YouTube videos, and first thing I ever made was a EM pump. Oh, okay. And I started there and I was like, all right, well, if I can do an EM pump, I can figure out how to make some other things. Yeah. So I started making some more stuff. And, you know, I was like, well, I was already doing a side hustle of selling some antiques through eBay. So I was like, you know what? Let me throw some of this out there. I know there's a lot of people that buy stuff online on eBay for paranormal equipment. And all of a sudden, my first REM pod I put on there sold in like three seconds.
1: Wow. (laughs)
2: Yeah. And I guess you could say the rest is history. Yeah. It's been literally that was a side hustle until, you know, a proof of concept was created and proven. So then I went for the whole business aspect of it. And we've been in business since, officially since the 28th of March.
1: Congratulations. And, that is amazing. That's an amazing yeah, story. We've
2: grown exponentially over the past, you know, two months. It's been nuts. I mean, we've gone from, you know five orders, 10 orders a week, bringing in a couple hundred bucks to, to, you know, it's just growing to a a huge amount that it's just, just a blessing, but it's a one man show. Everything is built (laughs) by hand. Um, I build everything that goes out. I mean, of course I do have some things that are already, you know, Mm -hmm.
3: pre-done,
2: you know, I have meters, I have, you know, the authentic K2s. I've actually had the privilege of partnering with GhostHuntersEquipment.com, which is located out of St. Augustine.
0: Oh, okay. Interesting.
2: Um, (laughs) They're called Ghost Augustine. Oh. So I carry the Ghost Hunter Equipment line, and they have an exclusive line called ParaForce. And I carry that line as well. And I'm one of the few that are allowed to carry and advertise and uh, resell on certain platforms. So everybody's been loving that.
0: And it just shows, you know, your dedication and your to uh, quality in that with, by, because people are really gravitating towards you to buy your equipment. And it just shows that it's good quality equipment you know yeah it's, and- not the, it, it's not the stuff you buy on wish <laughs> which no. i did by the way
2: <laughs> yeah and you know one of the first mistakes i ever did you know like when i was by, looking through for my own personal equipment um when i really first started getting serious about it, being an investigator um you know looking on like etsy you know the trigger object cat ball for like you get one for $10. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is cool, man. I get like little static meters for, you know, three for 40. And I thought, man, I'm getting a great deal. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I look back and I'm like, God, I'm such an idiot.
1: <laughs> well, you know that that's what small business is. It is trial and error, right? Mm-hmm. You try different things and when you perfect it or you get it right, that's when you'll have your repeat customers coming back
2: it is it is and i have a lot of people that have followed me from the beginning to where i am now and i owe them the biggest thank you in the world (laughs) i mean just there's probably about 15 or 20 people that have been with me since the beginning and i i just can't thank them enough i mean they share all my posts that Top fans. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're everywhere with me,
1: and that's how you build your brand. Yeah,
2: it, it's it's coming, you know. Mm-hmm. And another product that I had that was like one of my greatest. It's kind of my forerunner. His name is Scare Bear.
0: Yeah, I saw and, that.
2: Yeah, and uh, he was one of my first big sellers. I mean, I wanted. Like I said, I wanted one that lit up. I wanted a, a teddy bear with some lights in it. And I looked, and I'm like, Boo buddy's like, almost like I, I think it's a hundred bucks for the small one." Mm-hmm. And uh, I was starting to look at it, and I'm like, "Let me grab a bear from Amazon and throw some lights."
1: <laughs> now, is that is that like a is that more of a K two inside that bear, or is that more like a REM pod?
2: No, it's a straight REM pod. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. Um, and uh, this bear that we have now, he is, so there's been like a couple generations of bears. Uh, first, we had a bear that was um, a little bit smaller. He was like a six inch by three. And then we went to a bigger one. He was seven by six. And now we're selling our bigger, our newest one, He's a ten by seven, and he's fantastic. And he's got like four different color lights in him. He Mm -hmm. goes off. He's very, very sensitive. So I mean, you could probably be twelve inches from him, Mm -hmm. and he'll go off. Yeah. Um. And I'm also working. This is a huge surprise. We're also working on an exclusive scare bear. Ooh. he will be out sometime and if some and if all my listeners and and followers have seen some of my podcasts i have done a sneak peek of the scare bear that's coming out i haven't said anything about functionalities or anything but it's going to be a huge surprise and everybody's going to be blown away because we have the bears we're waiting on the technology And I'm very excited for it because it opens up whole new doors of possibilities for, you know, not even just the bear itself, but for newer equipment to be built and innovated. So I'm very excited about that.
1: That's cool. Hold your trade secrets close because you you don't want anybody getting on that. (laughs) Um, Put us on the pre-sale list though. Um, So let's go back a little bit to like, your experiences and how you got interested in the paranormal. And then we can talk a little bit about the equipment. Uh, Tell us, you know, growing up in Jacksonville, you said you had some experiences. When did that start?
2: So I was raised by my grandparents, my mom and dad, you know, they were very loving, but we had a very close family. And we all lived very close to each other. My mom has six sisters, Mm -hmm. and then I have probably about 12 or 13 cousins from that generation when I was growing up. And we had a cul-de-sac, and I lived in one house. We lived at the end of the cul-de-sac, so it was like a U-shape. There was three houses. I lived in uh, the far right. My grandmother lived in the middle, and my second oldest aunt lived in the one in the far left and then uh everybody else only lived like five minutes so growing up with my grandparents i mean they take me to school bring me home and when i lost my grandparents uh i lost my grandmother in like 2000 2004 2005 and uh i was devastated
1: how old were you then
2: I was about 15, 16, and um, I was devastated because that woman was a pillar for me,
3: Mm
2: -hmm. and having her next to me was just always fun and joy you know she was full of laughter and you know us being i'm a hispanic and you know she's cuban they migrated here to avoid the whole communist era in cuba Mm -hmm. during the early late 60s and early 70s um so making a long story short you know when she passed away I was sitting in the house because, you know, we had all moved, uh, moved in in 2006. I was living in Houston at the time with my parents, but we moved back to Jacksonville. And right as I moved back to Jacksonville in 2006, my grandfather passed away as well. And I had so many experiences in that house seeing... And hearing them, I don't know if it was just my own conscience or them just telling me it was okay,
3: mm-hmm.
2: but I have pictures of them just it looks like a silhouette of them wow. holding hands together. Oh. And right after my grandmother passed away, we found a picture with one of her favorite verses in philippians you know trust in the lord with all your heart and your soul and your mind oh. and um it was so weird how the picture was cropped out and nobody had touched the camera and it was just this pure i mean the purest white i have ever seen in my life with a gold line straight through it and it just it all it showed was trust in the lord and it had the verse and everything else was cut out nothing else that's all you could see i got
1: goosebumps
2: (laughs) i mean it was it was an experience and then the camera just disappeared nobody could find it wow and we still to this day can't don't know where it went uh but the whole family just saw it and we were like well Either somebody messed with the camera and didn't say anything, but I tried myself to recreate it as much as I could, and that, to me, was a sign.
3: Mm-hmm. Definitely. And
2: you know, I've seen, you know, uh, full apparitions of just just comforting things my whole life. Never have I experienced anything negative. I always set my barriers and I learned at a young age to watch what I do and what I mess with.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I've always kept a positive influence on my life. And so I started going downhill. And when I started going downhill, I don't, I hope you guys don't mind me talking about no, this. No, no, no. I enjoy talking about it. Yeah. Um, I started getting into drugs, started doing a lot of things, and I felt the presence of, I saw dark things, Mm -hmm. visions, apparitions, just where I was in my life at such a low point. I was like, I need help. So after probably about 10 years of being an addict from, like, 2006 to 2014 um i went into a program graduated been sober for almost nine years now oh that's awesome awesome. and proud of you thank you it's it's a lot of work when you're in the restaurant business i mean that's that's what the restaurant business is full of you know Mm -hmm. you work late nights and then you go out party, wake up, go to work the next day. That's, I mean, it's just how it is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: People don't realize, you know, like the backstory of everything that the kitchen does to people, especially if you're in a restaurant, you know, that's got bad influence on it. And, uh, you know, I when I got sober, it was, it was, it was good, you know, because I could start going around. I love history, and I was here when i graduated and then started going to like these different places here in columbus you know i mean it's phoenix city alabama has a lot of history uh the phoenix city sin stories if anybody ever wants to look it up it's a great novel and it's a little movie mm-hmm. but there's Basically, during Prohibition, they came through and, you know, Phoenix is a hot spot because it was there was a lot of brothels and gambling places here. And, of course, Fort Benning being right down the road, Mm -hmm. all the Army guys came here, you know. And then when Prohibition hit, they stripped everything and threw everything in the Chattahoochee. And it was all run by the mob. So if you messed with the wrong person, you were in the Chattahoochee too. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> right.
2: Um, so, you know, there's just a lot of stuff. And just lately, you know, I'm, we've been everywhere here in Phoenix city and Columbus, Georgia. And I've, I'll tell you what, I've seen some stuff and we've experienced some stuff. And, uh, I don't know if I'm, I would call myself gifted, but I think we all have a level of discernment Mm -hmm. that lets you know what's going on around it. If you want to pay attention to it. Oh yeah. But you know, there's a lot of things that I pay attention to and I'm able to pick up on. And I don't know. It's just, especially with this business now, do you feel
1: like the equipment may be attracting some yes. of the spirits? Yes, it's eating
3: yeah. read my mind. Oh, that's <laughs> what I was going to say because
0: listening to your story, you know, with you being—I don't want to say down and out, but so down—it kind of made me think. Well, this could be a big reason why you pursued like building equipment to find the evidence. In place, right? yeah,
2: exactly. You, gotta, and- you-
1: You got to think there's somebody on the other side kind of orchestrating this, right?
2: There is. There's got, I mean, you know, when I moved to Columbus and um, got the job, there were so many, you know, I told myself, I said, I'm not going to force this upon myself to to just straight move. Because my daughter lives in Jacksonville. It was one of the hardest things I did moving here without her. And her mom was in, uh, she had pursued a career somewhere else. So I had her full time. And during that time I was, I had stem with a bad marriage and then bad marriage just led to a bad relationship with another person. And recently just after three years of back and forth, finally got divorced and the doors just opened to come here. Like, one door would open, I'd take a step, gone, mm-hmm. you know, cause Attic Junkie was actually, has been two businesses. There was one Attic Junkie that was like Antiques and Uniques and then the Attic Junkie Paranormal. So I sold Attic Junkie Antiques Uniques and that door closed and was able to find the job, come here, And then all this stuff just was orchestrated. You know, I met uh, another fantastic person that, you know, she is my soulmate. I know that 100%. She is into all this with me. She's been to every investigation with me. She loves it, but never did any of this stuff before she met me. And it's just, we're two peas in a pod. I mean, it's just, she's like my backbone, especially, you know, a person that is willing to, we started dating in early September of last year. And when I had my accident, she was there, taking care of me, staying, I had a, one accident where I had to stay in the hospital for four days uh, Cause of a blackout where I just almost, I basically just split my head wide open. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and for a person that you're dating for like two months, to to have them stay there with you showed how much of a person she really is and how her personality is, and you know, I just I just know that.
3: Yeah,
1: I-
2: she's she's my soulmate and. People's... She encourages me mm-hmm. to do this. And without her encouragement, I wouldn't be where I'm at.
1: And, you know, I think when anytime there's a tragedy or a, a very stressful situation, people's two colors come out. So you can tell a lot about somebody's core values and, and their personality by how they react in,
3: oh, you, you yeah. know,
1: a, a situation where somebody is dependent on somebody else. Oh, yeah, you definitely.
2: Know? Yeah, I mean... It's... I owe her so much for that whole period. I mean, she slept at the hospital with me. She, I mean, there were multiple times that I had fallen and called, and she would come and wake up in the middle of the night and come and grab me and take me to the hospital and turn around and have to go to work in the next morning. I and mean, She's a teacher, so she had to be there early in the morning. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I just owe her so much credit. I owe everybody credit because I could do this without anybody yeah, and yeah. their support.
1: And then to find somebody who, you know, is, enjoys um, going out and ghost hunting, you know, how hard yes. it is to be like, oh, by the way, I like to go I mean, around in dark, empty places and chase right. things you can't see.
2: And, nope. you know, it's <clears throat> it's awesome because that's what we do. I mean... This Saturday, I have a Paranormal 101 that I'm hosting on Facebook Live. Oh, cool. It's going to teach, you know, the basics of the paranormal and basically teach you about some starter level equipment. And I have a special guest (laughs) coming in. She is a median, so I'm gonna have her come in and show her side of the paranormal.
3: That's... And also
2: I'm gonna have a couple of guest stars that are gonna come in and be able to explain you know even more in
3: depth. Mm-hmm.
2: you know, so it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good little show. It'll happen this Saturday at 12 o'clock.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah,
2: whether we get a big crowd or not, it's still gonna happen, mm-hmm. you know.
0: And then we we'll have plus everybody can go back go up on the website and look at it anytime they want too after it's done. Oh, for um, sure, yeah. And it's
2: I mean it won't be long, you know, it's it's gonna be short, you know, it's not gonna be like some of the the pod it's not gonna be like a super long yeah. podcast or anything like that. It's just gonna be like, All right, well, here's my view on the whole area of paranormal mm-hmm. and how you should get started here's some starter equipment here's another person's point of view and you know it, yeah. keep it short and sweet
3: uh-huh. and
2: so, it's just a nice little instructional video but after that we have a team that we're getting together down here because there's nobody in columbus i'm a part of a another group called bi city paranormal um but we're starting to I wouldn't say slow down a little bit, mm-hmm. but we're not doing as many investigations. And I'm here to help people. Oh, yeah. So I'm recruiting people that want to join, that want to learn. And we're meeting at a cemetery at five o'clock mm-hmm. on Saturday. It, everybody's I... going to have a meet and greet. <laughs> I'm going to bring my equipment, and do another paranormal one on one, and just see where everybody's at and see who I need to work with.
1: Well, if I wasn't going to Vegas on Saturday, I would uh, fly down and <laughs> go with you guys because I love cemeteries.
2: Oh, man. We, and this um, this cemetery, if anybody ever gets the chance to read upon it, it's called Linwood Cemetery.
3: I've heard the, of it. The, <laughs> the
2: guy that invented Coca-Cola was buried there, mm-hmm. a bunch of Confederates, yep. and a lot of... Uh, a lot of a lot of influential people are buried there. The guy that created um, RC Cola, I mean, you name it, they're, they're there. Mm-hmm. And uh,
1: do you think the Coca Cola and the RC Cola guy are like having <laughs> like, <laughs> like duels, oh, probably, ghostly duels?
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, they're kicking back, just you Love. know, cheering each other, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, watching their kingdoms.
3: Yeah, <laughs> oh, but
2: um. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, it's just been such a journey in these last, like, couple months. I, it's just gone so fast, I just lose track of time.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, and, okay.
2: it's it's been great, and it's hard work, but I love what I do, and I've been in, involved in podcasts, with, and I've been in investigations with the ghost hunters from A&E, I mean, the list goes on. I mean, I have a favorite hot spot. It's up in Pittsburgh, South Pittsburgh, Tennessee. It's called um, uh, the old South Pittsburgh Haunted Hospital.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't know
2: if you guys have ever heard of it. Oh, yeah. Yes, we have. Uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite spots, and I might be going June 11th, but awesome. I was there for their last big event, and the event before that where we got to meet uh, – We still Galatori, Rochelle, we got to meet Ryan. So, you know, we had a great time. And we got to investigate with them and learn. And we did private with them, got pictures and all the kit and caboodle. And it It was a great time. I mean, I love going there. And I actually caught one of my best pieces of evidence I've ever caught. Tell us about it. Full (gasps) apparition, dodging in and out. It goes from fool to shadow, in and out of a door. I mean, it's amazing. It's all on my page.
0: I tell you, yeah. I love hospitals. Yeah. Oh my I gosh. mean.
1: Best place to investigate, really.
0: We got so much activity at the hospitals that we've been to, and it's just, because you have everything. Mm-hmm. You've got happiness. Mm-hmm. you got sadness. you got, I mean, every emotion, mm-hmm. life, death, <laughs> yeah. everything.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I love investigating, you know, anywhere, anytime. Mm-hmm. I will drop at a dime in a hat. I mean, even if I'm knee-deep in orders <laughs> to go investigation. Right. Yeah. Throw the uh, jump we... box
0: in the car and make them on the way.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, we did that this past weekend. We had an emergency family that called us, and we went and drove about two hours up north and helped them with a uh, – you know, some personal issues they were having and uh, glad to report they're doing fantastic.
0: Oh, that's, that's awesome. Great. So so one of the questions I have is, what is your lead time on your SLS cameras? Because I uh, am amazed at the price and I'm amazed at how good these things are built. <laughs> um, and I may so be calling SLS, you.
2: <laughs> yeah, the SLS cameras I always have in stock. Um, I owe the credit to a um, a gentleman. I'm not going to say his name, mm-hmm. but he is a fantastic guy. Um, he is one of the most innovative people when it comes to building these cameras. I mean, his rigs are bar none. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would not change mine for any other expensive one. And even when he was – you can find him him on eBay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have a great relationship with him, um, you know, and we have – I have full permission to sell wholesale from him just like I do through St. Augustine. And it's just building these relationships. I don't take credit in building these. Mm-hmm. Um You know, I don't say who builds them. Yeah. Because I I want his animosity and my secrets to stay with me, you know. But uh, the guy is just – he's got – it takes him about a week to build, two. Yeah. And uh, I'm always in stock. Okay. Whenever I get about down to one, and I'm actually – I had four – and uh, the website's just starting to pick up. I just sold two uh, today, and it's Yay. just ridiculous. That's so right. I told him, "I'm like, dude, I'm I'm running out. Let's go.
3: <laughs>
2: Time for the next round.
0: That's <laughs> right. You yeah, know, this, I mean,
2: it's... I mean, three twelve. I mean, for the way they're built, because when I bought mine, you know, I, I bought mine for about two fifty from him. Mm-hmm. Um and I was talking to him doing you know a test run, and then uh you know, I was just amazed at how well they were built yeah. I mean just the 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 tablet itself, the easy functionality the way that it's just basically you just snap, snap, plug in two wires, and you are good to go, yeah. I mean and everything pops up right there on this home screen as soon as you power on the tablet it comes with an 8-inch Toshiba tablet with Windows 8 for a reason mm-hmm. because that's the best operating system for the Connect. Yeah. And basically he's got it set up to where as soon as it pops up you hit the button, you hit the the connect, go down to the to the um <laughs> go down to the menu option and just hit it and you're ready to go. Yeah. And he's also got Bandicam on it. So as soon as you hit your SLS, you go to Bandicam, get that going, records the whole session, and automatically stores it right on a file. Oh, wow. That, yeah. And there's an HDMI card already in the unit, so you're ready to go.
0: Yeah, I was looking at it. these and, I mean, you're talking 1400 $1,500 for one. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I've I've heard that they're not that good of quality. And yeah. I'm looking at yours, and I was looking at some of the reviews, and people are loving them.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's, the SLS are, I mean, I, I'd have to say it's probably one of the best rigs. And they're so comfortable
3: mm-hmm.
2: because he's even got it to where, You know, I don't know if you've seen the pictures of it just standing alone. Yeah. And you can stand it alone, put it in a room that you're investigating, and while you're investigating, have it sit there and whatever you want to do, you can record your whole activity of your investigation with the SLS going. Mm Mm-hmm. So, if something pops up and, you know, you get an EVP and you go back on your bandy cam and look and see, well, that matches right at the time this spirit yeah. or apparition showed up on the SLS. Yeah. No, So, I love the functionality of it, especially since I carry so much equipment. It It's super collapsible. I mean, the front part folds, the uh, tablet part folds down flat. The um, the handle, you can turn the knob, fold it flat, so it almost folds into, like, a, a, a whole collapsible, probably, I mean, it's probably, when you fold it down, it's about, you know, 15 inches by maybe three or four inches tall, so it's super mobile, too, yeah. so it's not like these big rigs that have that, like, u shaped handle with it uh-huh. You need your own case for
3: it.
2: <laughs> Man, This, yeah, I have a tablet case that I put with it. It's got a little charger. I have a case for that. And it takes me literally like two minutes to set it up, and we're good to go. Huh.
1: That's one piece of equipment that we don't have in our arsenal yeah, is an SLS, Joe. And
0: that's when I, when I was looking at your website. I was like, oh, hey, okay. So <laughs> <laughs> you might be getting a call from me. <laughs>
2: well, well, let me know. Yeah.
0: For sure. You know, that's the thing. Um, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on. And um, when you contacted us, I was like, yeah, definitely. Is we all go out ghost hunting and we're always looking for more equipment. That's the thing. <laughs> we're, that's one thing about paranormal investigators. We're always looking Can't for more equipment. Never ever get enough equipment. Yeah. Ever. But <laughs> that's what's so cool about how you have different REM pods and that. And I think one of my favorite tools is the REM pod because – you can put it in a room and leave it alone, yeah. And it basically does it, the stuff for you. And the, the with the sounds and the lights, I think personally that with using a rem pod may attract the spirits to it because they they can see the lights.
2: Exactly. And
0: mm-hmm. we had a great experience when when we we're in um, Bowling Green, Ohio, at this um, old South Main School. Mm-hmm. We put two rem pods. One like. Okay, you know how the old schools had the the main staircase where it goes to each, each floor, but it's like the main staircase that all the students went up and down. We put one at the top, one at the bottom. And uh-huh. when we were downstairs, the upstairs REM pod was going off, and then when we went upstairs, the downstairs one went off. It was almost oh, like they're playing was, with it us. It was teasing us for yeah. sure. <laughs> and that's what I like about REM pods is you, you don't have to be in the room To actually see it work, you can hear it and you you can distinctly know exactly what's going on by the different tones and everything.
2: Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I love making different styles, you know, and, you know, that's that's the mission of my company is what I started out as myself, wanting good quality equipment at an affordable price. Oh, yeah. And that is my mission And it's going to be my mission until this company is either in somebody else's good hands or if it stays in my hands for as long as I can keep it going, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to provide affordable equipment. I mean, right now on eBay, I have, I'm always putting my stuff on sale for people, you know, because I know what, I'm not greedy. I'm not going to charge $50 $50 for a modified, I mean, because we all know what these mini REM pods are, the black ones. Mm-hmm. They're they're door alarms. Okay? I'm going to be straight up honest with everybody. They're modified door alarms. They're my, my technology, mm-hmm. but everybody, you can find them all over eBay. They're modified to where they're REM pods. Yeah. and it's great because they use the same technology as REM pods. Yeah You know, they put out an EMF signal. So when a person is on the other side of the door You can touch it, it goes off. Oh, okay. Well, I modify these to where and This is the only one that I used to modify is I modify them to where they have a lower pitch and I'm able to make them have an antenna instead of a. They have usually a wire that comes out, so I use that, and then I end up putting my LEDs in them. Well, where else can you get a REM pod for seventeen ninety nine?
0: Oh, I know. Exactly. I think I, uh... I
2: challenge anybody on the web <laughs> to find one for seventeen ninety nine. Yeah,
0: and you can buy ten or fifteen of them for the same price as what you pay for a another one well, off a different site
2: not only that but if you buy right now you know i got sales going on that i keep you know that if you buy you know one you can get two or three for another 10% off
1: yeah oh awesome
2: you know so you buy in bulk you get more discount
0: uh
1: huh i always think When you are ghost hunting, you should have more than one red pot if you can, you know, if you can afford it. Um, I mean,
2: I got like four or five different kinds. (laughs) Because,
1: you know, that's what we always find. Like the spirits are moving around. Like some places we go to, they don't want to be in the room you're in. So, you know, we set them in different areas. So like as we're moving around, we can tell where they're moving to and, you know, kind of chase them down and try to get their picture yeah and i think
2: you know having different kinds is also a key factor as well because the functionality of one REM pod is completely different from another
3: mm-hmm.
2: you know unless you're using four of the same ones but me i like having different you know ones that you know i have mine that i use personally my minis and then i have a regular REM pod that you the big red ones and I have the ones from Saint Augustine. Um so I mean everyone has a different functionality and they are designed differently and may appeal to spirits differently.
3: Yeah. Right. Exactly. And
2: especially, you know, Scare Bear, he's not only a REM pod, but he's a trigger object
3: mm-hmm.
2: as well. Because yeah. you know Sometimes I feel like depending where you're at, you will, on the the equipment you use, you'll get different responses because, you know, sometimes if you're, I would have to say maybe as an example, if you're in a, like a Civil War battlefield and you're not catching any, you know, um, results on a, REM pod that's traditional, but you put out trigger objects like cigarettes and, you know, some pipe tobacco or, you know, some playing cards next to a recorder, you might get something because the spirits are familiar with those objects. Yeah. But... You know these newer things. Sometimes spirits are like, "What is that? I'm not touching that. I yeah. don't know what that is." <laughs> you yeah. don't know what they're thinking. Well, I mean, sometimes you don't get action.
0: Yeah, and that's but one thing that you know
3: that they're there.
0: You know, we say the same thing is, like, whenever I'm out investigating and I use like a uh, rem pod or something like that, I always tell them. This is not magic. This is just something we made because you don't know how old the spirits are. Right. Exactly. And I always tell thank them also you. is these lights won't burn you because they're used to using candlelight.
3: Right. Y-
2: yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank Yeah. And then
0: I was just looking at the picture of the Scare Bear and I was thinking too is, you know, obviously it's a trigger object and for uh, it's used really good for kids too. But if the kids are from, let's say the 17 to what? 1900s before mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I don't even know when electricity was invented, but before electricity and then back
1: the, in the day, right back in the, day yeah. <laughs> the
0: bear lights up mm-hmm. that's going to be an even bigger trigger object because they're like what is yeah, going on so here so curious
2: yeah because the, the, the bear was there
0: mm-hmm.
2: but they never had anything inside of it back in you know yeah. whenever they were from mm-hmm. so the bear is going to be familiar as a trigger object but then when they go to touch it, they're like, "What? What's going on
1: here?"
2: <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. know, it lights up. You know, let's keep playing with it. You know, yeah, especially
3: kids.
1: Yeah, I mean, anytime you get a child spirit, they want to play. They want to be included. They want that familiarity of of um, you know things that kids did.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, know. because you know, being a spirit, they may not have the opportunity to actually play and being right. afraid or whatever. Mm. We don't know, you know. We don't know what they're thinking.
1: I mean, we've encountered that a lot, though. Mm-hmm. You know, in our investigation, we've, we've done schools and and um, playgrounds and, you know, places where there were spirits of children. And, mm-hmm. I mean, anytime. You know, Matchbox cars is a, is a huge one. We had um, in an uh, ER in an old abandoned hospital. Um a spirit playing with them. We physically saw this little boy r- run through this ER. Wow. Five of us. And he was, it was, you could tell it was a, a young male, Um, probably had died in the ER or some reason he's, you know, stuck yeah. there was moving these matchbox cars yeah. and not like a little bit, like a lot.
0: Yeah. Like we say, the kids want to play. Like
1: zooming them off the counter. We're like, okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Do it all day long. Let me put it on video. It's
3: great.
0: So, Joshua, we want to thank you for coming on. Um, Hey, no problem. I really appreciate this. And like I said, I, I looked over your equipment and I looked at the reviews and everything. And this is top notch. You know, this isn't just like I said before this isn't wish stuff <laughs> <laughs> no you, yeah. you know you
1: yeah. we appreciate you know being able to talk to somebody who is literally hands on mm-hmm. with the equipment yeah. you know start to finish and and yeah. you know wish you all the greatest success, and and hopefully one day our paths will cross, and we'll get to like investigate and use all this equipment <laughs> together. That would be amazing, and meet,
0: and meet you at one of the conventions. Yeah, for sure. Because you know, yeah, I mean, we're...
3: hopefully,
2: you know, maybe you guys will be at the one in October. That's the first one that I, I've ever been invited to. Of course, okay. I, so of course, yeah, we'll I've been in up. business that long, but <laughs> yeah, you know, it. It'll be fun, and uh, hopefully we'll have every everything in place to uh, have some new equipment. And yeah, you know, every day I try to come out with something else. You know, mm-hmm. we just came out with that yes and no box, and uh, people flipped out on that. one. I've been selling those like crazy. Awesome. And I'm almost shooting myself in the foot now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be making yeah, them drill in all your all sleep. Those <laughs> holes,
3: man.
0: So besides edicjunkie dot where can people get a hold of you?
2: So, if you, I got Google ads for, you know, everything. Um, we handle, you know, personal cases. So we have Google ads. You know, I have people calling me from all over the United States wanting me to come out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, unfortunately, it's like I'm in Georgia, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh, I, can't really travel to california right yeah. now um but it's the piece that i give these people that brings joy to my heart you know mm-hmm. i try to give them the best advice i can with my personal experience and my knowledge you know and how i handle my investigations and you know how i like how i handled a case just last weekend you know with their problems i try to you know, adjust to the person's beliefs, what problems they're dealing with. And, you know, we have that aspect of the business, but we also have, you know, we're on Facebook. We're on YouTube. I mean, we're on eBay, AtticJunkParanormal.com. We're going to be everywhere.
3: Right. I mean,
2: we're we're trying to run over the competition. <laughs> instead, of go, instead of Gus Augustine, you know, I love them. Yeah. Yeah, the personal, personal hometown company, so yeah, I uh, try to rep them as much as I can. But I tell you, I'm going to run over Boo Bear with a
3: 10-foot <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I have to tell you one little thing here before we let you go is Boo Bears drive me insane. <laughs> Thank
3: you. <laughs> there we go, everybody. Another one that said it.
0: Yeah. All right, Joshua. Thanks a lot.
1: We really appreciate it, brother.
2: Yeah, no problem. Thank you, guys.
0: All right. We'll talk to you later. Right. Uh, no problem. Take care. Bye. Bye now. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's nice, like you said in the interview, to talk to somebody that is hands-on. Yeah, for and sure. And has, has the knowledge, and the knowledge of ghost hunting. That's the thing. To build this equipment, you really do have to have the knowledge of ghost hunting and what goes on during the investigation.
1: All right. You have to. The why, right? Mm-hmm. Why? Why does this go off? What is this going to be used for? Anybody can manufacture anything, but like to put your heart and soul in it, yeah. right? And and knowing that people are going to use this to communicate with loved ones, spirits, ghosts, demons, poltergeists, whatever, whatever.
0: I forgot to ask him what he thinks ghosts are, but it, He kind of already know. You know, I kind of guess what his answer would be by the type of equipment that he makes Mm -hmm. because it's electromagnetic detectors with the REM pods and stuff. For sure. Yeah. So like I said, thanks a lot, Joshua, for joining us. It was really fun.
1: Yeah. Josh joiner. Thanks for joining. (laughs) Joiner. All right. Well, Joe final parting words, any Um, words of wisdom this week?
0: I have some really good words of wisdom. What's that? T-shirts go on our website because it's summertime you don't have to wear six layers of clothing you just buy one of our t-shirts that's right or 10 of our t-shirts like tom tom did and he showed up at mansfield wearing our shirts we're like hey
1: hey brother
0: that's one of our shirts i
1: I was so shocked (laughs) i'm like oh my god all right but anyways i digress
0: yes all right well thank you everyone for listening this week hope you had a great week
1: support small businesses yes. people. let's do it
0: get up on the websites buy our t-shirts and buy some equipment from joshua and
1: attic junkie all right joey have a great week we'll talk right. to you next week everybody let's leave have with a great some, week.
0: let's leave with some crud Rawr. detroit rock and roll Woo. goodbye everyone Bye.